from the Sindh in Pakistan on the Indian subcontinent to the Amish settlements of Pennsylvania, Ohio and Indiana in America. Stitch Safari now travels in two very different styles of quilts resulting from two very different cultures. One is based on long-held ancient sewing traditions and motives using applique patchwork and embroidery to make quilts that vibrate with energy and colour. The other is bound by the restrictions of belief and community, yet still with the ability to produce luminous quilts glowing with colour and pattern. And to my mind, They're both stunning. Of course, I'm talking about the famous Raleigh quilts from the Indian subcontinent and the amazing American Amish quilts. If, like me, you're a devotee of colour and design, then these two styles of quilts will appeal, if not inspire the taking up of a needle and thread to create your own wonderful quilts. But first, it's worth researching these styles of captivating quilts, both pulsating with vigour and energy, which is why they deserve closer inspection. So let's just see what we can uncover on this journey between continents to study these vividly intense graphic quilts and their makers. Hang on tight, Stitch Safari travellers. We'll be traversing continents and cultures to uncover the true beauty of these masterpieces of stitch and colour. Hello and welcome to the Stitch Safari podcast, a sprightly and upbeat expedition into the alluringly appealing ambrosial world of stitch history, art and embroidery. Each fortnight, we'll trek through and discover the utilitarian, the decorative, the quirky and the just plain fun world that is the art of the needle. My name's Cathy Jack Copeland and I'm the Stitch Safari Expedition Leader. I'm an Australian textile artist, teacher, judge, blogger and stitch enthusiast whose work in contemporary machine stitch became my business. For hundreds of years, the women of the Sindh province of Pakistan have been steeped in the rich and ancient traditions of arts and crafts, particularly textile techniques including applique, patchwork and embroidered quilts known as ralis. They're made extensively in Pakistan, Balakistan, the southern Punjab and the Indian states of Rajasthan and Gujarat. The word Rali is derived from the local word Ralana, meaning to mix or connect, perfectly describing these quilts often made from scraps of cotton, old worn shalwar kameez, the traditional loose shirt and pant outfits and old and worn shawls. 
The designs for Raleigh quilts are reminiscent of motifs found on painted pottery from the ancient civilizations of the area and have been passed down from mother to daughter and woman to woman for centuries. The designs are seldom drawn or written down, yet they've become the keepers of memories for the makers and play a huge role in the cultural identity of the region. The patterns can be simple or complex using their very own portfolio of memories, either known or seen, allowing for a diversity of individual expression and spontaneity, resulting in a seemingly endless variety of Raleigh quilts. And it's this variety of pattern that's intriguing with motives originating as far back as the 15th century and even further. Carved stone from the desert tombs of the Sindh and Balakistan appear to uh, use very similar geometric motives. However, there are clear similarities between Raleigh designs and ancient painted pottery from the region dating from around 2000 to 800 BC. Geometric grids make up most of the patterns, but there are also patterns based on circles, stars or flowers. And archaeologists believe that the ancient painted pots were made by women as there are small fingerprints still visible in the paint. Yet this style of painted pottery was replaced by unpainted pottery sometime in the first millennium BC. But still the old motives continue to be used today. Quilting is an old tradition in the region with trade records from the early 1500s listing quilts as an export item from India to Europe. The colours used in Raleigh quilts are rich and vibrant, however often use only a simple two-colour palette, creating an effect that is electric and able to identify certain communities or tribes. Commonly used colours include white, black, red, yellow, orange, green, dark blue and purple. Both Hindu and Muslim women from many different castes, villages and nomadic tribes make these quilts. And traditionally the quilt top is the work of one woman. Then a group of three or four women will work on sewing the layers together, similar to the American sewing bee tradition. And these could comprise anything from three to five layers of cloth held together by straight parallel lines of stitching using a thick coloured thread. If the quilt is made for an especially festive occasion, such as a wedding, the quilting is accompanied by singing, sharing news and stories. These quilts are not worked in a frame. They're worked in the hand, mostly while the women sit on reed mats on the ground and are integral to the culture of the surrounding area. Raleigh quilts can be made in three basic styles of patchwork, applique and embroidery or a combination of all these styles. In the Upper Sindh, a, special, a speciality form of applique is used where the applique is cut 
but before it's sewn down, another piece of coloured fabric is inserted in the space before stitching commences. Most pieced or applique quilts will use applique in the borders, including scallops, cones, interlocking circles or intricate stepped square patterns. The nomadic Sami and Jogi snake charmer tribes from Lower Sindh are known for their embroidered ralis, usually worked on a black or brown background with a variety of thick threads in stitches including running, chain, double chain, cretin, feather, herringbone, interlacing and others. Often applique blocks are alternated with embroidered blocks. Typically made by rural, poor, traditional women, some of whom are nomadic, the quilts become bed coverings, floor coverings, storage bags, game boards for games such as tukri, a chess-like game, or as special gifts for holy men. Quilts made for special occasions or as special gifts often include additional embellishments of shells, mirrors, sequins, beads, embroidery or tassels, all adding to that mystical oriental aesthetic that exemplifies the Indian subcontinent. When the quilts begin to wear, they're simply recycled as padding for camel saddles or other utilitarian uses. Raleigh quilts are an essential part of the dowry system still in use in much of this region and are also considered an indicator of personal wealth. But in recent years, they've also become a source of income for some women trying to cope with the loss of homes due to extreme weather features. These Raleigh quilts touch our senses through the universal appeal of colour and their outstanding use of graphic design. They exude energy through that unbound use of colour and pattern, yet they're a humble craft, usually made for families by women recycling old fabrics from worn-out clothing. But Raleigh quilts also reach back to the ancient past of these people through their painted potteries and carved stonework, reinforcing their connections with culture and tribal links. Now it's time to click our heels and head on over to the Americas, to the home of the Amish or the Plain People, an Anabaptist Christian sect who, for 300 years, have rejected much of contemporary culture as unnecessary, maintaining a way of life with a focus on faith, work and community. And perhaps it's these differences of life and community that sets them apart and that also makes their work so unique. Quilts have long been synonymous with the Amish, yet as a group or entity, they actually came to quilting quite late. They didn't bring the art of quilt making or quilting with them when they arrived in America. They learnt it there. Amish communities exist so that members can live apart from the temptations of the modern world and even within different regional Amish communities, differences can be seen. 
Gradually, though, changes do happen, and happily, one such was quilting, which explains why very few Amish quilts were made before the 1870s. Fifteen years later, this becomes a completely different story. It also explains why, as Amish quilting evolved, it was always behind current quilt styles. Each change would have required discussion, consensus and approval from community members, as is their tradition. So any changes to colour or the inclusion of complex patterns would have had to have been first approved by the entire community. So, in comparison to any given time, Amish quilts would be seen as conservative. They were made in one solid colour of brown, blue, rust or black using worsted wools and natural linens dyed with natural pigments. And while this may sound very plain, the quilting used to hold the layers together was both intricate and extremely decorative, featuring a complexity of swirling feathers, curves and grids. Amish designs tend to be straightforward, simple and uncluttered. They're bold and graphic, exuding a high level of craftsmanship and skill. Reflected in their culture and quilts is a balance between pride and humility, simplicity and the more complex worldly choices. Very gradually, basic pieced blocks such as the Nine Patch, Around the World and Sunshine and Shadow were added along with the use of additional colours. Black is often an integral colour used in Amish quilts and it's the Amish way of simplicity that actually seems to bring life and energy to their quilts and that make the bold colours pulsate. These women are creative, using that play of black against saturated solid colours to make vibrant and distinctive quilts, and sitting on top of those solid colours, the complex quilting just sings. And it's that combination of bold, vibrant colours along with geometric shapes that characterises the Amish quilt. The Amish embraced the treadle sewing machine, so a great deal of piecing was done by machine, but that magnificent quilting was still worked by hand, often becoming an occasion for women to gather and work together around the quilting frame, reinforcing their sense of community and compliance with community standards. Beautiful, elaborate quilts were made for dowries as presentation gifts to important people, used as bedding or were hung as wall art, but pillows and table runners were also made and used. And young girls are taught to quilt from a very early age. But their quilts also reflect their deep commitment to God, inspiring the use of the magnificent Star of Bethlehem design, radiating pulsating colours from a central star, or the crown of thorns, suggesting the suffering of Christ prior to his crucifixion. Jacob's ladder also appealed as it depicts the Old Testament story of Jacob's vision of the ladder used by angels 
angels ascending and descending from heaven. Amish quilts are highly collectible, with no quilts being exactly the same, and they're in high demand among the English. This has resulted in a thriving cottage industry allowing many Amish quilters to supplement the family income by selling their quilts. But in the early 1970s, Amish quilts also captured the interest of New York art dealers and collectors because of their similarities to modern abstract art. Soon, Amish quilts decorated interiors of urban lofts and were featured across the pages of decorating magazines. Stark colours resound and reverberate in Amish quilts while their exquisite quilting designs seem to counter or be at odds with the endless year-round physical work required to sustain their lifestyle. Yet these quilts are markers of life events and beliefs as well as showing the skill of the maker. They are also among the most recognisable and copied American quilt style. In 2001, the US Postal Service issued a set of stamps featuring Amish quilts from the Esprit collection as part of its American Treasures collection. And what a fitting monument that must have been as a tribute to the magnificent Amish quilt traditions. Wow, there's a ton of inspiration if you want to dig a little deeper. But for me, I'm wondering why I don't have some Raleigh's and Amish quilts on my walls. And I might have to remedy that anomaly very quickly. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this short dip into Raleigh and Amish quilts. Quilt making and quilting is such an interesting world to wander into and I'm not quite finished with this topic just yet, but you'll have to wait for the uh, next episode to find out. As always, thank you so much for your time. I love having you here and it's truly appreciated. But wait There's always more to come in 2022, so do stay tuned and subscribe. Stitch Safari's now reached over 10.9 thousand downloads, and that's all thanks to you. It's also been mentioned as one of the 20 best embroidery podcasts of 2021 by Warp Magazine and listed in the top five textile industry podcasts as at January 2022 by Feedspot. And I'm extremely grateful. Please leave a message and subscribe to the Stitch Safari podcast. There's just so much more to discover and it's all so fascinating. I do post interesting tidbits on Instagram and Facebook from time to time, as well as book reviews and a blog on the Stitch Safari website. So do head on over. Till the next exciting episode of Stitch Safari and our next inspiring adventure into stitch, embroidery and design. Bye for now.